All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442 FM. 442 FM. Coming in your ear. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Phoenix Knight Strawback. That's an intro that you won't forget easily. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, when the khaki goes wrong. What? It's, oh, it's a on. Wednesday morning. That's some Saturday night talk, that is. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, we, we actually, just before we came on, we were like, should we start with David Gallup and get serious? <laughs> and then I launched in with that, that intro. Terrible. Um, to discuss David Gallup, FFA, bands, walkouts, banners, Kevin Ellis. G'day. Carl and the Stammercasts. Good morning. And John Davidson. Hello. We've got a full pod again. And um, and without further ado, Kevin Ayres, the, uh, the front man of standing up against the injustice of the A-League... You've, uh, you wrote a very interesting opinion piece on the Gallup presser from yesterday. Yeah, it's been uh, been an interesting 10, 11 days now, isn't it? I think it's, as I was saying yesterday, I think it's probably the, the worst 10, 11 days in A-League's history. Uh, we've had a few moments in our time, but it really, as I said in the, the piece uh, yesterday, it really feels like it's broken at the moment. Uh, the disconnect between the FFA and fans is just huge. Uh, they really have got no idea, one, if the strength of feeling, or two, what they're really looking for. Mm. Uh, or, you know, the, the desire to have somebody who's going to stand up and speak on their behalf and defend them against the, the onslaught of attacks from every quarter. Even mummy bloggers like Susie O'Brien are wading in and calling us suburban terrorists yeah. without having a clue what they're talking about. Uh, and John was just telling us off air that she was on uh, radio this morning and admitted she hadn't even been to an A-League match and literally knew nothing at all about the process. So when you know we're getting these kind of uh, attacks, these kind of comments, uh, we really need the governing body to stand up for us. And instead, David Gallup put us back in the crosshairs again. Uh, talked about the zero tolerance policy, about not uh, about protecting fans from violent offenders, and making it just sound like it's a danger zone, a war zone out there. When every real fan who goes to these games knows it's a very good, safe environment. Has David Gallup been to an A League game? <laughs> I think he's never actually ventured outside of a corporate suite. Clearly, <laughs> that's for his own protection, though. And, and fair enough. Yeah, I mean, because after all, there's people wandering around with Uzis and AK-47s in the, the RBB by the sounds of things. It's just ridiculous. You uh, might get a paper cut from a banner. <laughs> That's about as... <laughs> Those A-printed sheets of A4, they're lethal. <laughs> or a paper airplane in the eye. Um, but yeah, but it's... Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he, he had a very simple job to do yesterday. Stand up for the game, defend us... 
and say that you know they were going to look at uh, the, the appeals process, the banning process, and see what we could do to, to change that. And he didn't. And I think he's probably talked himself out of a job. Certainly he's lost faith with every fan I've, I've spoken to. Do you, do you think he's uh, one of those people that just likes to be in fights? Because when he was with the NRL, he was always fighting with certain players. And I think that was the nature of NRL, though. I mean, but, he but was constantly on the back foot there because of the behaviour of players. But he seems to have taken on that role. The same role that he had with the NRL, always uh, trying to um, antagonise certain elements of the game. And he's doing that here as well. And he's, um, I wonder if he um, thinks that football fans are... Um, He's replaced like the the bad boy NRL fans, the NRL players, with uh, mm. A League fans, and that's his, and that's what he wants to fight about. Can I can I jump in and um, and pass this over to John? Really, um, I'm fairly ignorant when it comes to his tenure at, um, at, at NRL. Um, can you can can you sort of provide any background on on how he kind of handled this, those sort of issues there and and what he's doing here? Can you can you see the similarities there as well? Um, well, just, just I'll try and do that briefly, but I, mean, I don't think there's a similarity in the handling because basically he was a he was a lawyer who worked for News Limited, who then became CEO, and his problem was that News Limited essentially owned half the game, and the ARL, which was sort of the traditional stakeholders, owned the other half. And he was a CEO, and obviously he had a lot, fight a lot of fires between those two camps, and obviously a lot of player uh, misbehaviour. So, I mean, he he was accused for for being very reactive, but in a way he had to be because there was, you know, um, players uh, sucking off dogs one week and pissing in their mouth the other week. <laughs> um, oh and that, those things actually happened. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So, um, that, that was one of the criticisms of, of him. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a different style of leadership. Uh, just, to, with, just to be clear, I think he was being sucked off by a dog rather than sucking off a dog. But, you know, yeah, well, you semantics, know, was, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, my it's God. It's Monday, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for the point. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, I think it, was, it was a different kettle of fish there. But, but I think he's, he's really shown... Um, well, whether he's making the key decisions, but yeah, he's really shown a lack of understanding, and you know, just to, they've completely missed the um, the sentiment and the feeling out there, as as, as Kevin said. Um, mm. Yeah, he's really dropped the ball. I mean, there has been a series, as you said, there's been, he has been antagonistic this year, or the FFA as a whole has been antagonistic this year. There's been an increasing number of bloopers and blunders mm. that have been made, um, but there has also been deliberately antagonistic uh, moves. The whole uh, CBA, the way the the, uh, the pay talks were conducted with the PFA yeah. was very confrontational. Uh, I mean, th- there's ways of not agreeing uh, the terms of a, a salary rise, but the way that they went about it, reportedly, you know, um, literally walking out of meetings uh, and being very, very condescending and yeah. disdainful, uh, that just didn't strike me as being professional. Certainly a hard line, yeah. but not mm. professional. Uh, and then there was the, the, you know, slapping Frank Lowy, slapping down Graham Arnold mm. over the, the South Sydney FC thing. That's just bizarre. Yeah. I mean that's really really strange, uh, and there's there's been other instances as well where they they've gone out the way to be antagonistic. Mm. Wellington Phoenix uh, scrapping them as well. 
there's ways and means of doing stuff. Mm. That just seems unnecessarily confrontational. Uh, and, you know, as I was saying also, this should be the year that we shine bright because paid talks, uh, the TV deal is about to start any second now. Uh, and the game's in crisis. Mm. Why would anyone pay more than we paid this day last time? Mm. Why would you pay anything for it at the moment? There seems, there seems to be, um, I don't know if this is with, with Gallup or with the FFA, but sort of a, a reluctance maybe because it's news limited that um, they run Fox Sports and to, to criticise them when they want more money out of them with the TV deal. I mean, I don't know if I'm just, you know, putting two and two together and making five or um, it's just an impression that I get, but um, that seems to be a part of it uh, because it's obviously, you know, news limited, news corporate, a, a massively powerful organisation, particularly in, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think uh, there was actually an op-ed piece uh, by Rebecca Wilson, I saw it mentioned and linked to on Twitter from 2010, where Rebecca Wilson says, quite specifically, David Gallup is a close friend of hers. And he's obviously not speaking out. Be- well, that's not, that's not fair to say, he's not obviously uh, because of it, but Certainly, given that they have a, a very strong friendship, clearly, it's going to impede his ability well, to, to talk, out, uh, talk out about it. With friends like her. Well, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> if, 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 but it, I mean, it, it surely it's, it's a breach of that. Fr- Sam Newman and Susie O'Brien as well. <laughs> yeah, very true. That's, uh, that's Sam Newman coming. Sam Newman. That, I mean, I think luckily nobody really takes Sam Newman seriously apart from maybe. Brain dead AFL supporters. I, I I did have to Google who he was. I had no <laughs> idea who, who he was, and I was just like, "What? Who is this guy talking about the um, ethnic ethnics fighting?" At the did, did you see oh, the no. con? Oh, uh, here it's it's just, too just much. Sam Newman just... living in the seventies as yeah. usual. Jesus. Probably wearing a dress. There's only so much I can probably do. probably wearing blackface as usual. As yeah, well. that's the other thing as well. Yeah, he, he has such a repertoire of great gags. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, the point that we've got to now is fans are threatening, well, they have apparently agreed a boycott of almost all the games this weekend. Wellington Phoenix getting a free ride because they need the metrics, uh, quote unquote. But apart from that, empty stadiums maybe. And we should just, instead of having a football channel, just have the boycott channel where you just... <laughs> Just watch boycotts. Fans <laughs> streaming out of the game. That was pretty entertaining, though. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't much action this week, uh, well, last week, and seeing the fans walk out at least it provided some kind of uh, entertainment. Well, I, I, I put on my uh, on my running running order, as you can see, and on, on the top that I thought like that one of the fans should be banner makers, not football fans, <laughs> because I'm sure a lot of fans spent more time making their banners than they did sat in the game watching it this that, weekend. That's very funny, actually. Thank um, you. <laughs> oh, no, that was five stars from Con. Oh, we'll read again. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, genuinely, I've never heard of anything like this in the the world before, uh, where fans stage a boycott across all the games of uh, a competition. No, no, you've you've had it overseas where um, fans have been. Uh, boycotting against their own club, yeah. yeah. But yep. like, and we, there was also was it was it a cup competition that um, that a couple of because they felt 
uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, so I'll, I'll move on. But I'm sure there was some sort of cup competition that a, a set of teams um, kind of boycotted and um, or well, fans. Sorry, you've had Manchester United uh, fans boycott, um, but they were wearing different jerseys. They were wearing right? the old green and yeah. yeah so uh, they don't, green they don't, in England they actually go to the game. They still go to the game, um, even though they're stage the protest. Yeah, they do a protest. And it's well, kind of made fun of, club. right? It's kind of made fun of when, they, when fans do that, I think, in England. Yeah, but I mean, as John's saying, that's, a, that's against their own club. Yeah. But to, for an entire f- fan group across an entire competition, revolt against the governing body. Never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. And I thought, I didn't agree with it at the beginning, but I, I'm fully um, supportive of that. Because it's just come to a head and it, everyone's just had enough. I think it's a treatment. It, it's a terrible moment in the A-League's history that it's come to this it's, it seems to be really you know echoes of 2005 you know 2004 sort of end of NSL end of Soccer Australia days oh, it seems wow. to be sort of a seminal moment and I mean I really hope, don't hope we, we, we go down that path and um, yeah but, but it definitely it sort of has that tinge I mean, that's actually quite the, one of the most annoying things because, you know, football has been so sanitised and commercialised and corporatized over the past 10, 11 years compared to, you know, the, the occasionally ugly scenes that came out of the NSL. Do you, do you mean Australian football? Australian football, yeah. yeah. Uh, and fans are still treated like the second-rate citizens they always have been, even though everybody's worked towards the same goal of making it, you know, a good, family-friendly, mm. safe environment, and still they get treated the same mm. way. And I think that, more than anything, is what really pisses people off about the whole thing, that, you know, we're no further forward, uh, and even the governing body still talks the same way about us uh, that the, the press does. I think it's just... I don't blame fans in the slightest for uh, boycotting it. I, I, I just don't understand why anybody would want to pay money to be treated the way they are. Yeah, I was I was maybe not supporting of a of a boycott on the last week's pod, and I I quite liked the way, the the way that they went with um, turn up to the game and then walk out mm. at a certain time. You know, yeah. we, we said last week, you know, turn the back on the game. You know, that's a, but I, I, and I, and I think this has worked, but to. For the, the comments that have come out this week, where in your Kevin, in, in his opinion piece, wrote what David Gallup should have said, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and you know, and if he would have come out and said that, I, I, I don't think there would have been anyone that came out of it at the end thinking, oh, actually, no, he's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he was getting pressure from the police. But even then, it, it, what, what, how you, how you worded it, it wasn't anything it was no. negative about it. Wasn't ne- negative about the police or anything. It, it would have, he would have washed his hands with it. We could have moved on. We could have had maybe had a, still had a few banners this this yeah. week um, just to show that you know we're not just kind of forgetting about it. But but now it's turned out, and actual thousands of, of football fans may not turn up this, to games this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's just it's a it's a masterclass in bad governance. And the other thing, the other point you made in your article was, I think the first article was about the SCG Trust, mm. the story that came out how all the other sports. 11 times more violent incidents from the other codes than from... Uh, and it's just the a classic bait and switch, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's been it is. used as... as uh, uh, look at this, don't look at that. Yeah, that's right. And it happens all the time. Yep. All the time. And I think what, another thing as well... And the media falls for it. 
every time. Watching the mainstream media um, uh, discuss this, um, did you see the ABC Offsiders? Nope. Um, you had uh, it's in the morning. It was tw- two mornings. Yeah, it was twenty minutes. <laughs> it's on ABC. It's thirty minutes. It's like Eleven o'clock. <laughs> morning. <laughs> so they were talking for for twenty five minutes about cricket, right? And then they, you know five minutes of uh, football. And were, um, one of the guys, Jared Wheatley, was saying he didn't understand the, that people were why they were um, walking out. He he didn't understand how. The, there were signs that were saying, um, we stand with the 198. And w- Wally Dali, who's probably the smartest man in Australia, um, I have a brain crush on him, <laughs> he said that uh, um, it's, not, it's not what you think it means. And it's about how football fans have been treated over the years, being called animals and um, grubs and all these kind of things. And the way they've been talked about, they've just had enough. Mm. So that's, and I think having someone like Wally Dali. Um, he's pretty prominent in in, um, in Australia and in the media, and having someone like him speak up for football, mm. um, I was really happy to see that. And what annoys me about that though is that Jared Whitley just won the uh, the top Australian sports writer award last week, and you know he's not across even slightly across that. <laughs> Never mind. It's not surprising though. Yeah, it's Australia for you. Right then, <sighs> football happened. Did it again? You know, I see that the second peak, the second uh, pod on the trot that we've spoken for twenty minutes about off-field. I, I just want to get back to talking about on-field and, and forgetting about um, all this nonsense and moving moving past it. Um, but actually, <coughs> Thursday night was a was a nil-nil draw, so maybe we can talk about it for a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> um, if you were going to boycott a game, would you not wish you'd boycott well, this one? That was it. They, um, the, the Cove decided to remain in their seats for the game, and Karma rewarded them with it with anti-football. <laughs> I Again, how, I love how the Cove was uh, um, punished for staying there, <laughs> staying in their seats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. Post-match interview with Joel Griffiths and Steve Corica. Corica. about a foul. So if, if haven't, anyone hasn't seen it, go online. I missed it. I missed it. It's, it. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the concerns you'll see uh, was, in Australian football. What was Joel uh, Griffiths saying? Asking Steve Corica was basically saying that uh, Barrington Phoenix had fouled them off the park. Yeah, and Joel says, "Well, actually, no. You committed more fouls. You committed twice as many fouls. No, I don't accept that. <laughs> I don't see that." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I believe the I believe the stats were something like twenty nine fouls from Sydney FC and fifteen or fourteen by Wellington. But Steve <laughs> was obviously watching a different game than everyone. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see that. Is he is he quoting Shaggy or was it me? Like <laughs> it, it was it was that uh, bloody Iraqi uh, minister of information. Yes, <laughs> there are no tanks. This is Baghdad. We're in charge. I see no. The infidels. <laughs> I see no fouls. Joel Griffiths is pretty good, isn't he? He, as a, he takes no prisoners. As a commenta- as a one of those one of those uh, pundit dudes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think like he, as, he's... Linesman, as linesman now he takes no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> he is a sack whacker. Yes, <laughs> literally and metaphorically. <laughs> and goes back. Would you say he's a? I've, this is my this is my equivalent of Devante Clute with, with Kev. Oh, <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. Um, but I, I think he uh, justified my calls for for him to be given more game time. Yeah, I thought he was a, a, a rare shining light in that in that Sydney team. Although actually, the defence played very well. Um, they Bonavaccia was good in glimpses 
but um, but then but then actually the Sydney defence probably counterbalanced the the, the Wellington attack mm. pretty well. Um, uh, both teams aren't really firing um, in attack though, are they really at the moment? No, I mean I, I was intending going to that match, and then the weather changed just before mm. mid afternoon, changed my mind, and thankfully I stayed home and had accidentally drank a fifty dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> oh well. Pulled the wrong one out the rack. It's a good accident. M- Mrs. wasn't happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sydney FC on the boil, or off the boil a bit, you know. Oh, definitely. Tepid draws. I reckon that Newcastle was in trouble this week. I just have a feeling they're going to be putting a lot of goals away. It, it must come. That, honestly, you yeah, think? I've got a feeling. I honestly think Jets have got a good chance of yeah, showing. I don't know. I've got a feeling that someone's going to cop a spanking. Is, is this the same Jets team that's only scored had one shot on target in two games? <laughs> How many goals have they scored in the last three games? How many have Sydney true. scored? Very true. It's going to be nil again. Conceding, they're not conceding a lot though, the Jets, are they? Yeah. No. no. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty much down to Birigiti though, but we've, uh, we'll, we'll maybe come, on, we'll come back to that. As Terry Butcher said, clean sheets means no defeats. True. <laughs> also <laughs> means no action. In bed. Also means it gets sacked at the end of the season. We um, um we spoke about Holosko um on last week's pod, and again he I cracked a wet patch joke there, I, and nobody nobody was cares. It? Was it? I, I missed the joke. I missed it. Clean sheets means no action in bed. But... Uh, oh, sorry, I got it. I chose to. Yeah, <laughs> could see you've got it at least. Sorry, I'm glad we. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> you even got a little bubble tish as well. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. Holosko. <laughs> Holosko. He. Uh, <laughs> we just had a, uh, a, a a minor interruption in the uh, in the brewing cupboard. I was. Uh, seems like I was using someone's uh, uh, package as a as a table for my coffee and <laughs> cereal. Yeah. It was only a you know ten thousand dollar amplifier, but don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Olasco, yeah, again, not really shown. He had like one chance that he just put wide from the, from the edge of the box, which is, you know, it, it wasn't far off. But some Sydney fans have been saying some less go of Olasco. Some less go. Um, sorry. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's a very contrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very contrived. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's very boring at the moment, isn't it? And I don't know what to say, to be honest. I don't know. Boycott is a blessed relief. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean... Brilliant insight from 442FM. It's great. The the most exciting thing was a guy coming in and taking a box out of that that whole last five minute of conversation. So, Bross was unlucky. Bross was unlucky. Yeah. Um, Holosko did have a shot that was saved um, in the first half. And uh, Brosco also had a, another chance before he hit the post. So the, I think Sydney should have won this one. Uh, Wellington did nothing. I don't think they yeah, had shot on goal. Yeah, was but that, was that Wellington's fault or was that anti-football from Arnie? Because I, I think that's what his problem is. He is now so focused on not losing at home to win the title and getting results away from home, which is where he fell out, he lost out last year, that he is just killing games. And there's, I think there's a couple of things. The, the anti-football is a result of the frustration that Sydney has with, I think, they're not getting it together. So they're, 
Um, I, I, I don't think that's it's a, causing a lot of fouls. So the reason they're fouling is they're losing. There's wayward passes. Players aren't in position, and that's causing them to foul. Sometimes it's um, uh, it's they're not fouling, but they're having fouls against them. But I think they're starting to concentrate and deflect and blame referees now, mm-hmm. and that's um, that's just not pretty it's football at the moment. And they and they're complaining about referees and complaining about hot weather and all this sort of stuff. And um, they're missing what's actually happening, and the, the team's not gelling together. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's nine other teams mm. or eight other teams each week who are playing usually in very similar conditions with the same mm. quality of refereeing, and they're scoring, they're winning games, yeah. they're managing to play it out. I think it's a deliberate tactic by Arnie to do not lose. That's the message. Mm. Under any circumstances, do not lose, and it's killing the game. Mm. Uh, the standard is appalling. Well, we'll talk about an almost opposite game with um, Melbourne City and Perth Glory in a moment, um, but just before Con had caught up with Alex Gersbach. Yeah, I struggled to get game time uh, early on in the season. Um, I couldn't couldn't get my way back into the starting team, but um, I've done that now, and yeah, I'm happy with that. I guess I've just got to uh, make sure I'm consistent and just play well week in, week out, so I can cement my spot, I guess. We started the season really well, but uh, yeah, we've hit a bit of a rough patch. Um, yeah, we haven't been scoring as freely as we would have liked, but uh, I'm sure we're, uh, we've been solid and uh, we've had a few draws. We've only lost one game against Victory and we, we played well that game, to be honest. So um, yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. We've just got to keep working hard and yeah, those wins will come. Yeah, I guess um, when you come back into the starting team, you've, you've got to show a lot of commitment and... Um, yeah, I just try to show a lot of energy and get up and down the wing um, and just really try and defend well as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how I'm, how I'm going at the moment, but obviously there's room for improvement all the time and I'll be working hard to improve and, uh, yeah, get better and better as the season goes on. That was Alex Gersbeck. Con caught up with him for um, a few minutes to a little chat about hit some of his um, issues that he's found this season and um, and yeah so moving on to Melbourne City versus Perth Glory uh, as I just said this was almost the opposite of uh, on the opposite end of the the spectrum to the the Sydney Phoenix game on uh, on the Thursday night it could have been could have been five four mm. four all um, it was the game was so open. You kind of expect that from Perth Glory and City, really. Um, but it, this was a, just a, a prime example of ha- why City fans are just getting frustrated with with City. You know, they're so hot and cold. Mm. When they're hot, they are hot. Uh, as, uh, as as John just said, muy caliente. <laughs> it's just all about Moy, though. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take Moy out of the equation. City's got City showed they got nothing mm. basically. Put Moy in there, and the devastator. Uh, Moy, Melbourne Victory, Jamie McLaren, and maybe Roly Bonavaccia are pretty much the only reasons to be watching the A League this season. Well, I was saying to Adam, uh, they should be called Moy City. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, and you know, Melbourne City are going to look back on this as their golden era, and if they don't make serious inroads into the competition while they've got hold of Moy, they're never going to do it. Which might not be much past January, nope. if the speculation yep. is to is to be believed. 
Do you think is there any potential suitors in um, uh, in Europe, John, that you can that you can think of? Well, I think in, the, in his current form, there'd be plenty. I mean, um, he's just having an outstanding season. I think um, three goals and six assists, I believe, uh, uh, in the last seven games. I mean, it's just phenomenal. But um, if he does go in January, you can kiss Melbourne City's chances of, I'd say, even being in the top six, let alone challenging. Uh, goodbye. I mean, I say that, but if they can find anyone that can be a playmaker, they still got the the, the nuts of a, a good team there. I think, uh, you know, Partalu, Navio, Fornarola, have proved to be very good uh, acquisitions and key to to them going forward. They just they would certainly need to replace that playmaking role that yep. that Moy brings there. Um, and it's certainly not Corin. No, no. I think the the only thing that might keep Moy at City to the end of the season is that notoriously January acquisitions in the bigger leagues tend to be duds. Yeah. Uh, or not necessarily the players are duds, but the, the actual the, the process becomes a dud mm. because they've not had time to acclimatise, they've not had the pre-season to get used to the, the team, they've got to hit the ground running and prove themselves with the team and nine times out of ten it seems it doesn't actually work uh, and if I was Moy's agent I would be holding on and doing the, the, the switch at the end of the season yeah. personally so he can really make a proper impact with the team well, I hope he goes to somewhere like, like Holland I think uh, he would, he's, his passing uh, would, be a, would be used very well there but I've got a feeling he'd like to go to England or I'm almost certain he would want to go to the EPR myself yeah, yeah, to be honest yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think it's a, it'd be a good move. If it, I can't think of a team that he could walk into and play every single week. I think that would be the problem of trying to force his way into that that first team. Um, but I think he's capable of it personally. Um, but I think there's always going to be that element of, oh, mate, you play for St Mirren last apart from the A-League, you're from mm. Australia, yeah. and we just don't. You know that baggage is unfortunately a reality. Mm. It's not. It's going to be hard for him to shed that, even though he's got the talent. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, th- you think of teams that might be a potential suitor. You probably you'd have to think end of the season, and then maybe a team that's coming up from the championship, like a, a Brighton, who would fit into that um, that team set up quite well. Um, but. You know, it's it's the end of the season. I I I would agree with Con. I think he should be going to Holland or. But you've seen with Longo, right? Longo had an amazing Asian Cup, uh, amazing season with his club side, mm. and it's he's not getting much game time lately, and that's to do with um, the coach leaving, and that happens a lot in the Championship, yeah. right? If the, no, just ha- it's, yeah. it happens a lot. Full stop. That's a problem. Uh, you suddenly find yourself isolated. Uh, Matt Ryan may face the same problem at Valencia now mm. as well. Um, no, we Phil Neville in charge. <laughs> <laughs> are you, so, are you, you're, when are you heading over to Valencia, John? Uh, next week. Next week. Oh, you're going over there? Yeah, I'm going to the uh, Leon Champions League game that they need to win to get through to the next stage. Nice trip. Nice. Envy of all 442 uh. FM listeners. <laughs> Love a little trip to Spain for the for a midweek Champions League game. Oh, you know, it's just just how it is. 
I can't even watch any football this weekend because we're all boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, the, the other thing from the City game was just how bad Perth are. I mean, um, you know, City obviously have the potential to, to smash some teams, but they're very inconsistent. But mm. Perth just look like a rabble at the moment. They, they've got a hugely depleted squad there. Something they like, have. Something like... A, 12 or 13 senior players fit that's <laughs> that's ridiculous that's but barely a they've got nobody but themselves to blame mm. that's the thing and uh, the goalkeeper um, Kovic how much practice is he getting yeah it's, it's... he was fuming after the game you see him on the pitch <laughs> he was he did not hold back one bit and you know every credit to him you know you'd think that he's only been there six months but he was, uh, you know, he just ripped into the team. We were rubbish. Mm. Yeah, no, you can't blame him either. Uh, I mean, it's doing his reputation no good. Mm. Uh, before he went to Perth, one of the finest goalkeepers uh, the A League seen, without a doubt. Yep. Suddenly, he is being made to look very, very ordinary. Shipping five, Shipping five goals, goals. In, a go- in a game. That's something that's unheard of for him, I think, mm. previously. Uh, Perth, what have they got? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'll tell you what they do have. And I, I, I loved seeing this. 4-1 down, Michael Thwaite does a, a Rabona through ball. <laughs> of course. That is. <laughs> with, that, with his big smile on his face. <laughs> that is losing in style, at least. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple of banners here. What are you, what are you doing, John? What are you doing, John? Are you eating a bag of crisps? <laughs> <laughs> Some very, very questionable noises coming out of uh, out of FaceTime at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, those banners. Did they do the walkout and then put the banners on? Because I couldn't tell. You can't tell with Melbourne City. Um, sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Easy target. Easy target. <laughs> And there's no fans, no football banner, and there's no fans there at all anyway. So, sorry. Just, got, just got to put in a, um, you know, a, a tough one again for Corey Gamera. I mean, oh, geez, yeah. that kid's had no luck, hasn't he? He's just, uh, yeah, very sad to to see him out again for the season. Again, this was his best game as well. The, then... the worrying thing, and I don't want to be a harbinger of doom, but two serious knee injuries like that in three three sorry three yeah yeah gotta wonder we're, we're into Jacob Timpano areas there how many times are we going to see him again yep yeah uh, it's worse I think even than, than Reese Williams I mean this doesn't look good in terms of career move and future uh, tragic because he's I, th- I really think he's a great talent you know what age 22 23 yeah. you think 93 maybe yeah he was mm. he was on fire with Sydney FC the first yep. couple of games and then That's, that was it first couple of games and he's season. done it again he's done yeah. it again this season yeah tragic um, just before we go on to the uh, the next match uh, if you're boycotting uh, games this weekend instead of following your football club you could follow our football club and join 442fc.com uh, it's your one-stop shop for all the 442 daily news. 
uh, and uh, freebies, giveaways, uh, the best videos from the web each day straight into your inbox. And exclusive to members only, we have special things that you'll only find out if you join us uh, for free at 442fc.com. Come on board. Advert over. Moving on. Advert done. Jets. The only reason why we get John Davidson in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. Uh, I, I don't want to be a tell telltale, but I see on the. Uh, you've moved now, actually, but I see on your back when your back wall there. You don't have a picture of uh, Hunter Ports. Uh, you've got a picture of Sydney Opera House and Sydney Harbour Bridge and Buddha Newcastle Turncoat. They were uh, they were present from my uh, parents parents in law. Um, and also, I'm, I can't be asked um, to get something like that. But I did have an auntie who gave me some pictures of Mirror of the Bars, Kevin. I'll go and get them for you if it makes you feel bad. <laughs> I will send you some pictures of some mines just to keep you happy. We, um, uh, yeah, that's why I really do miss steel and coal. Um, <laughs> At this rate, you'll you'll be putting a picture of uh, Kantorowski on your on your wall. Oh well, when we were talking about Gamero and. Uh, injury-prone players. I mean, Ben Kanarowski, there you go. Um, six years ago, he was supposed to be off to, to Bayern Munich as an 18-year-old, and he's still in the A-League, but he's, geez, he's having a good season this this year. Mm. Primarily a, a defensive midfielder or you know a centre-back, and he's playing as a number 10 and got two goals this year. I think he's only scored about three or four goals in his whole A-League career, so um, he's not doing too bad. Mm. Yeah, I have to say he was one of those players that I always couldn't understand why people rated, to be honest, because I just never saw what everybody else did. But he's come good this season, without a doubt. Newcastle Jets, one shot on goal. That's all he needs. Ben Kantorowski. Got my scramble. <laughs> he's um, a goal scramble expert, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good at it. Yeah, so that, that's on his like uh, special traits on on his FIFA <laughs> superpower. <laughs> superpower. <laughs> Go my scrambles. Go my scramble. <laughs> um, anyway, oh sorry. Uh, so this was uh, Newcastle Jets one, Brisbane Raw one, and uh, as I said, as mentioned before, it was the second week running that Birigiti has pretty much kept Jets in the game. Uh, it made some crucial saves. Uh, Brisbane had seventeen shots, only six on target, but. Um, they only scored one, so Birigiti um, has earned his money again for a second week. Um, Crowley, oh, oh I really feel for him. You know that 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 has to be a goal. That the has miss to be. that was heard around the world. Oh, I, I, I feel I feel for the kid. It, it took a, a very nasty deflection you just can, before it got yeah. to him. You can see that it's possible to do that. Oh yeah, but it's much more possible to get it in the net as well. So. Um, it, it, we do actually. I mean, the A League does make it too easy for JFC and his uh, <laughs> his annual bloopers reel. <laughs> We're handing him so much material this season. Oh dear. But also with this game, did you see the two Thunder Bastards? Uh, one by David Carney, mm. they hit the bar, and another one by Petratos. Yeah, beautiful shots. If those shots go in, it's those shots go around the world as well. But. Um, Mm. Yeah, it was it was odd to see two um, Thunderbusters hit the bar in that game. Brisbane Raw, is this the start of their slip down the table, do you think? Or do you have a bit of confidence that they'll kind of stabilise? I think they'll come back. I think they, they've just... 
they have gone off the boil compared to the, the, the initial start, start, but I think uh, run a few home games and perhaps weaker opposition, they, they put themselves back into contention again. Um, I mean, they're not out of it by any manner of means. Uh, but the and I think they, they're still over, well overachieved compared to what we expect them to do initially. Yeah. But the last couple of games they've let Leeds slip, right? Didn't they lose? Didn't weren't they? Um, it was nil nil, wasn't it? Sydney. Uh, oh, that was the game before. Sorry. Melbourne City, I think they were winning, and they threw the threw threw it away. Oh was, yeah, and um, Jamie Young threw it yeah. between his legs oh, away. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think yeah. So, but they're still they're still you know, only one point behind the leaders. Mm. It's pretty congested up there. So I think they're it's still well in contention. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think the last few weeks they've just. The games that they would have been winning since, in the early since rounds. the Sydney game, yeah, it's it's just been a bit stilted and lacklustre. But there's been disruptions with call-ups and stuff like that. Maybe mm. I'm just trying to think if they actually have been affected by it. I'm not sure they have. But I think Borello hasn't really McCann, done really. done much since he won the NAB Player of the Month. Player of the Month. So yeah. I think that may be a curse that award because a lot of players when they win that they kind of. Get off the boil mm. a little bit, so goes to the head. And we need more Devante Clute. That's the answer. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We've not had that for a few weeks. Obligatory, <laughs> obligatory Clute mention for the week. So the other game on Saturday night was Melbourne victory two, Adelaide one. Um, I, I, I didn't see this, but um, I, I saw it through social media, and I think um, it was mentioned on. Um, Maybe the Daily Football Show about the the seventy to a hundred riot gear police that were lined yes. up and down the street as uh, as, the, as they were leaving the stadium. It was astonishing scenes. I mean, I was watching it unfold on uh, on social media as well. Uh, and David Manuka, a Daily editor, uh, was uh, at the game uh, and was sent us some video of him walking through. <laughs> cop after cop after cop walking past him mm. uh, and these pictures that lines of cops I mean you know real thin blue line uh, a bit doubled up mm. uh, it's, it's ridiculous uh, overreaction by cops all dressed up in the paramit- paramilitary riot gear as well uh, wandering around with the hand on the guns literally uh, just quite astonishing mm. you never know Suburban terrorists will will strike. That's the problem. But you know, David Caron drives an SUVs and latte drinking their lattes. Exactly, <laughs> taking the trolleys into the self-scanning area of checkouts. No, no. Oh. Um, but Don't no. Get me started on that. <laughs> There's an Australian journalist, David Caron, who was um, in London. I think it was for the the Davis Cup uh, final, which is under ter- was under terrorism threat, genuine terrorism mm. threat. And he was saying that the police presence there was a fraction of what it was in Melbourne for a run-of-the-mill game. It wasn't a derby. Uh, and I'm not even sure there was even a, a big away contingent from Adelaide. I mean, I know there normally is, but no, yeah. uh, I don't think there, there was this time for this one. I didn't see it in the stadium that much. And in the week where we've had all these stuff going on, why would you have that presence? Because that's what, how the police work. Yeah, I, but I suppose there was there was a few clashes in the opening game of the season, wasn't there? In Adelaide, between Adelaide and yeah, Melbourne. Adelaide and Victory fans. And so, probably... um, actually, I've just remembered that. So, um, 
maybe. Yeah, I couldn't. Maybe, I... maybe there's there is a bit of form between between these fans and and this season as well. But to the extent that it that it was um, done. And and I think this was the game where we saw the boycott take full effect. Yeah. Because that yeah. all the other games you really didn't notice it. Um, oh, the Wanderers when you did. Wanderers. But yeah. this was the this was this the game for the Wanderers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and this is when Mark Bosnich was crying on TV. You've got to change the system. It's serious. <laughs> and um yeah so that's and that's where you had um, Melbourne Victory supporters um, list a set of demands. Um, for the FFA, and it's almost like uh, the um, they've held the game to ransom. I don't think that's These fair. Are actually. I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't think they are holding the game to ransom at all. All they're trying to do is make the point. Hmm. I'm uh, not saying and, it, you know, just... there's only so many things you can fit onto a banner. Uh, yeah. All they're doing is is trying to elucidate clearly what they're doing this for. Yeah. It's not... not a list of demands. It's them saying, "We want you to look at this. Yeah. We want our voice to be heard." We're stakeholders, and we're not going to be ignored yeah. uh, and treated like pack animals, which is <laughs> entirely yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. Of, but when I say game to rant, it's just when I look at it, like these are our list of demands. We've taken the game, unless you. No, I, I, I don't okay. accept that. That's can we can, can we uh, read out a few of the demands? Do you think? All right. So um, the FFA must take the following step: issue a statement condemning the articles and assert their commitment to supporting the fans. Number two, launch an investigation into how such information was leaked and present the findings to the public in a transparent manner. Number three, implement, and, and this is in bold um, capitals, implement an independent and transparent appeals process agreed upon by all parties, including very act, every active support group. And then this is um, what I mean by uh, ransom, but yeah, I take your point. End its association with private security firm Hatamoto who attempt to justify the relevance by handing out fabricated bans. So... Hmm. No, I'm a, yeah. I can understand why they want yeah. these things, and as I say, can't fit everything onto a banner sometimes. Yeah. It'd go around the whole stadium, wouldn't it, that banner? Oh, yeah, I would. One, <laughs> one banner, just like... <laughs> <down the> <laughs> that, yeah, I think we should go for that this year. Everyone boycotts, one person turns up with a banner. That'd be, that'd be Every, some, be some can, iconic shots for that one. Everybody there? contributes a sheet. Yeah, yeah like a yeah. massive TIFO, like an aura. I think that's called, just called a gold cushion, not a time game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freeze. Have you seen that, that artwork that goes all around? It's called the freeze. All right. Yeah. What, like in stadiums? Like, no, in, they, they, they do them in Germany, don't they? In, uh, yeah. In, what, was the, what was the recent one? Was it Korea or Japan? That was amazing. Yeah, everyone had independ- individual sheets. And it turned into this, like, ridiculously artistic kind of tifo that went across the whole stand. Anyway, um, so victory were cruising for a second week on two 0 and then they decided to stop playing and, and let Adelaide come back in for a, uh, give them, give them a go. Let's give them the ball for a bit. When Karuska came on, last thing to die is hope. Just let, give them a little bit of hope. <laughs> yeah, snatch it away with from them with the final whistle. And Muscat was out after the game, slamming their team for not being able to perform for ninety minutes, which is, I, I, I really like that. It shows that he is, he knows what he wants, and he's a perfectionist, and he's, he's willing to sort of work, even though his team comes out and wins two one. Straight up the Ange Postecoglou playbook, that though, isn't is it? it? Yeah, that's that's exactly what the way he would behave if 
they didn't put in the full effort, no matter what the result, he'd slam them. If they didn't play the way he wanted them to play, he would slam them. Uh, always keep on top of them, never let them get away with things, yeah. and never let them get complacent. It's, you know, it's it, it may seem harsh, but it's it's good management, I think, ultimately. Billy Love came out after the game. We played a very good game, and to not leave today with a better result was a very strange thing. Um. Was was he watching the same game? <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad Adelaide are now. Though, that, 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 that's what they they have to. That's their their marker for a good game. I, there was an article that came out um, by Val, um, the Adelaide uh, advertiser, advertiser, and he said that um, uh, Adelaide United are paying the price for wanting to be like Barcelona. So, um, and I think he's waited all this time to stick the boot in. Because of Gombao, because of, of the fight that he had with Gombao, I, I don't think he's really waited his time at all. He's, no. he's just, just the, the latest <laughs> attempt to stick the boot in. Um, I, I think Adelaide are in a world of trouble. Honestly, uh, I don't see them recovering from this. I don't see the seeds of growth uh, within the team. Uh, they've recruited badly. They're being coached badly. Um, I just think it's it's a terrible season, and unfortunately, legend though he was as a player, uh, Guillermo is just not proving it as a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the best thing he can probably do is find a new one, just not John Cosmina. He's <laughs> already put his <laughs> name in the hat, hasn't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a backup. If, if Adelaide ever, ever needs a caretaker. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, here, here. But you could see him taking over and making a difference. You could oh, he would make. That, I know, but that's he what would, he relies on. And that, that's why, and that's he, what he's he, good at. He would, you know, get him to be fighting again and fighting for each other and winning battles, winning the one-on-one battles and all that. And then within a couple of months, it would all turn to shit again. <laughs> and losing grand final six 0 Yeah, also good at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, on the on the plus side, Adelaide play Perth. This weekend, so uh, so fortunes could get turned around. <laughs> Another good one to uh, have in the boycott weekend, I think. Actually, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Save your money, spare yourself. When Perth Glory field their kit man because they don't have any other players <laughs> available to play. We just meant the fans, not the players. <laughs> <laughs> um, Del Pierre went off at halftime. Musket came out and said it was uh, it was just cramp. They need him though. I th- I, uh, yeah. Vic- Melbourne victory with Del Pierre in that team are such a better team. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got all the fire firepower to spare up front. Yeah. But in defence, they rely on Del Pierre. I think to to gel it all together and just hold it firm. And, um, and that was it's it. Such, last... It's such a good team victory though. Oh, it is. It's so, it really is. So balanced. It's got depth. It's so strong. Honestly, I mean, I sincerely hope there is absolutely no problem at all with the salary cap. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, it is such a strong squad uh, that if they've managed to do that genuinely without any issues on the cap, sensational. What great acquisition signings. Fantastic. And they still have a a marquee spot available, don't they? Berisha... Not sure. Who's their Australian it's market? Bizanic. Uh, yeah, I think Bizanic is their Australian market. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Except it's not an Australian marquee anymore, it's just a second marquee. Second marquee, yeah. Mm. Um, very good. Central Coast Mariners <clears throat> against the other form team, Western Sydney Wanderers, that have now gone five on the bounce. It's an astonishing turnaround for them, yeah. isn't it? I mean, really, that's... I pretty much written them off at the beginning of the season. So they, uh, they started winning when Kev ca- cashed his bet in. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was when the run, the run started. <laughs> and, and also when I started calling them boring as batshit. Uh, do you know what? I am, I, I am more than happy to eat my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the st- and I, I agreed with you. And they were, at the start of the season, it looked like more of the same from last season. And I was very negative about Popovich. I didn't think he would last very long. And I'll hold my hand up and say I was completely wrong because they have really turned it around. The Spaniards are playing. Um, Nichols is brilliant, mm. and uh, they can they can even drop Pia Vicari, who's you know probably not he's not at the start that um, I'm sure Wanderers expected. But then you know they've got other players that can kind of come in and, and do that role. And really, that number nine it could be anyone really because the the midfield behind that mm. number nine is so good. And Santalab streaked away like he was 21 years old. Wow. Satirio? Is he, is he good enough? Satirio. Um. <laughs> you think he's, is he good enough, anyone? I think anyone he's still young. Up? I think he's still young. So I don't think... Yeah. Uh, he's, he has moments in the game, but I think he's still young. If he's, He just hasn't got that final product yet, I don't no. think. I think that that is the problem they're going to have up front, is just maintaining that consistency with the goals until Pierre Vicari starts firing them in mm. uh, as he was expected to do um, but yeah, uh, yeah is, pretty is he out for a while? Is it three weeks he's out for? You know? oh, is he injured? Wasn't he not playing in that game? No, yeah, he, 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 didn't, he didn't start I, I, oh no, he wasn't in the squad either mm. yeah, so he might, yeah, he must have been injured um, Insight Uh, but talking of another player who was firing on uh, all cylinders but just didn't have that end product again Castellan if that that just clicks if that just clicks he could be you know he'd be up there as one of the best players the Mm. league's got this season but he's just not doing and and it must be so frustrating didn't he hit the bar or the post as well Oh, he, he missed a hat oh, yeah. He did, he did, yeah. Yes, um, Mariners. Anyone see the ketchup bottle blimp? <laughs> I saw the footage from it, yes. Brilliant. Excellent. Is that the smaller one? Is that the small one? I don't know seen, which one it was. There's uh, a smaller one that flies around too. Yeah. I don't know if it was, yeah. Oh, is that, is, I, I thought that was a new thing. I've never seen that blimp no, no, before. Oh, you've not seen the blimp? No. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's, no, that's legendary. Oh, yeah. what? It freaked me out the first time I saw it. Yeah, that was about two or three years, years ago. Yeah, well, the leap. It's sensational. But yeah, now they've put a camera in it as well, which yeah. is, is the new... Ah, so that's, the, that's the new addition Blimp, to it. Okay. Blimp cam. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. I wonder what, what else can they make out of a ketchup bottle? <laughs> I honestly think that they should have ketchup bottles on the away jersey for next season. Instead of palm trees on the home, ketchup bottles on the away jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the way oh, to yeah. I think you've probably just sold them on that, to be yeah. honest. Condiments FC. I just, well, <laughs> apropos nothing, what is going on with the strips in the A-League at the moment? People wearing away strips at home, people wearing 
<laughs> clashing strips non-stop, yeah. left, right and centre. Newcastle Jets and Brisbane Roar both wearing white stroke grey. Uh, it's I, I, Honestly, somebody needs to be taken out the back and shot. Well, I think it's. I think it's not that I'm overreacting. But, but, <laughs> but think of heritage. Right? I mean, the competition is only ten years old, so we've got to make up the heritage of the past three and jet planes. Ridiculous. Kev's got into his opinion pieces now. <laughs> Down with Jersey clashes. Knee-jerk reactions, speciality. Over-the-top reactions. The crisis. Walk the plank. Chaos. <laughs> Um, we touched on the walkout as well, um, so that was that was pretty substantial. D- uh, Wanderers always take a good crowd up to to Gosford, really, don't they? Well, I th- you know, I think when you've got a walkout, especially at the Mariners match, where you've got the brass band and you've got the Wanderers together, that's a fantastic atmosphere. I've been to the, mm. uh, those games before, and it is. It's great noise. Uh, it's you know, any Mariners fans as well have co-opted the uh, "Who Do We Sing For" uh, chant too. Uh, so. Great back and forth normally. Take that out, and it was just a morgan there. Mm. Uh, when they went silent, made a huge difference, really made an impact. And it's not great TV, and you've got to wonder, yeah. Fox Sports not going to be happy about that. If there's a complete boycott, what's going to happen next? That's the thing that I'm kind of worried about. If, it's, if they boycott this week, this round, and then what happens next round? Do they just go... Oh, I think- for the rest of the season, we're not turning up. Would that would that happen? Is that a possibility? I think I think when you get a fan boycott, then you get pressure from the broadcasters and the sponsors who aren't going to be happy because yeah. they're not going to be getting their return. So the the pressure ramps up on FFA, which I think is the the point of the boycott. Yeah. Although will broadcasters be happy uh, unhappy because if they're not at, if the fans aren't at the game? No, but I think that's they, the, ne- the next stage. Though I mean, if it, if boycott the stadiums, then boycott the stadiums and twi- switch off the TV. Yeah. I mean, that really, zero ratings, that will hurt. Yeah. That's devastating. That's thousands of dollars. But yeah. the FFA has shown that they don't give a... They might not, but Fox Sports will. Hyundai will. Why, yeah. why pay for all that sponsorship yeah. when nobody's watching and nobody's turning up? And the, the bad feeling that it's creating, mm. it will. Screw that. They will be furious. Mm. And that's where the pressure comes from. That's, and, and I think Hyundai is a good one. Like they get certain games that they can go bigger on um, and sort of activate and do like crowd interactions and fan engagement things. Yeah. Um, if 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 it just so happens that one of their games has fallen on this weekend, yeah. And you know, hundreds of people turn out to games, and they've spent God knows how much money in yeah. doing whatever whatever they do. Hmm. Interesting. Devastating. Um, 442's got a magazine out we do comes out every month apparently got a new one in the moment it's got the uh, EPL A-list on the cover uh, it's got uh, stories by Con, all about uh, indigenous football and John Moriarty very good read uh, Australians overseas whether they uh, get trapped by the club or whether they find uh, a club that they uh, can settle down and make a name for themselves and work their way up and try and grab a f- slice of fame and fortune. Um, greatest number nines of all time. Fantastic stories there from uh, the archives. I remember those. Yeah, my boy Alan Shearer in there as well. <laughs> Frank Worthington. Shearer! Frank Worthington's... The pictures of Frank Worthington are worth the price of the cover <laughs> alone. Hairy chests, quiffs... 
V-necks. It's all going on. Flares. Uh, great issue. Don't miss it. On sale now. It's only only on sale for another week or so. Get uh, it while you can. Let me get the new one out, which is another very good one. But we'll yeah, talk but about get that this, next week. Get this one first. Build up the set. There uh, we go. And so that yeah. takes us nicely to our one hour mark. Gents, so um, let's look ahead to uh, to the um, A-League boycott round. We've got Central Coast Mariners v Melbourne City on tomorrow. Thursday night. Nice fixturing. Thursday night football. Are we in favour or not? I, I, I actually I like quite it. like it. Yeah. I know it's got a, I like it. it's got a huge thumb down from, thumbs down from a lot of people. I don't uh, think the fans like it though. I know. I, I, I understand this. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Day. TV ratings weren't great either, but I actually quite like it. Mm. I, I do feel kind of wrong. Obviously, I'm on the wrong side of history with this one, but I like it. I think TV view, as a TV viewer, it's, it's good to have you know games from Thursday to Sunday. But I, I much prefer Thursday night to Wednesday night. Yeah, not Wednesday night. But having said that, I like two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Mm. So we need an extra round. I think that's a problem. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, we just got... need an extra day, an extra day in the weekend. Make Monday a weekend. <laughs> you know, we've done this five day week for centuries yes. now. I think we really need to rethink yeah, this. Just for the four day week. week is the future. Yeah. Well, there isn't a coincidence that Sweden have gone to a, a three day weekend, and um, and their football league is better than ever. Yeah. So Scandals know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 So wow. Sven Goran. I'm moving to Sweden. Sven. Yeah. Three day weekend. Jeez. Beer is very expensive though. It is. My uh, my better half has been in uh, in Sweden this this week, and she was saying she was paying nine pound for a beer, a bottle yeah. of beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nine pounds. That is. I, I thought beer in, in Australia is expensive. But. So that's that's twenty four bucks, twenty twenty two bucks roughly. Yeah. Yeah. For a bottle of beer. Yeah. Um, no, we don't. You want can to have a three-day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, too high a price so to pay. A cold Swedish bar person with dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a flashback of my weekend in Stockholm. Sorry. <laughs> dark. Very dark. <laughs> Suddenly dark. Uh, um. And on that happy note... Uh, yes, we'll move on to Friday. Um, Sydney FC against the Jets. Con, you've picked this as goals. Yes, time this is to... an interesting prediction, but... Yeah. It's going to be a cold tsunami, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a feeling. Can, we, can we put coffees on this for next yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. I, I will guarantee there's no more than... In fact, I think I'm going to go for one goal. One goal. I'm going three nil Sydney FC. I'll take uh, I'll take nil nil. Okay, John. Uh, one nil to Newcastle. Ooh. Um, as, yeah, l- as long as it, as I've long also as it's got a lookalike. Oh, do you remember B- Brass Eye? Yes. Yes. The monkey from Brass Eye looks like uh, Scott Miller. Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to think what he looks like. He was a naughty monkey. He was a cheeky monkey. Cheeky monkey. Oh, that was, was Alan Partridge, wasn't it? Cheeky monkey. Cheeky monkey. Yeah. Ah, anyway. Yeah. Um, that's it's probably something quite, I can... Uh, I, I can quite go, obscure. Yeah, quite obscure. 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years old. <laughs> Moving away from the mainstream here. It's nice, though. And then the doubleheader on Saturday, 
Wellington Phoenix versus Melbourne Victory. Western Sydney Wanderers against Brisbane Raw. Um, they are like that's probably the game around that. Um, Wanderers yeah. against Raw. They, I, I think Wanderers will be will be very keen to settle the wrongs that they did from the from the opening game of the season, where they pretty much handed the victory to, to Raw, gifting them at, well, at least at least one goal. So um, so yeah, and they've found a bit of form. I, I think this could be a very good game. I think Wanderers could um, could absolutely go and turn them over. Yeah, I agree. Points proof. Could be a good game, but also fancy Nick's v, uh, victory. I think that'll be a, a cracking match to uh, see how victory do on the road. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Nick's playing at Auckland this weekend. No RBB, uh, though, could be key factor. the, uh, the undoing yeah. for Wanderers yeah. in that game too. So True. You never know. Yeah. And then the final game on Sunday, Adelaide United versus Perth Glory. So could this litters derby. Could, <laughs> could this be the the game where Adelaide get three points on the board? Nope. No. No. Be a draw. Draw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I reckon you'll all, and I reckon the 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 A League ladder. There's a, definitely a top seven and a bottom three, and I think that's that'll how that's. That's what it will remain like for the rest of the it season. It is incredible that after just eight rounds, a six-point gap yeah. between that top seven and bottom three. Mm. Huge goal from Erdogan. Yeah, it's, it's a three-way race for the spoon from the Mariners, Perth and Adelaide. Yep. I I, I still feel like Adelaide is going to have to click at some point. Yeah? You it's, think? I, 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 mean, I, I don't I, know where I, I can see... I can't see it coming from anywhere, but... There is a lot of talent in that team. There is so much, but it's just been completely yeah, they're not a bottom, squandered. They're not a bottom of the league team. No, I would agree. No, yeah. no. I think that's the beauty of the league, though. Mm. You know, anyone could quite conceivably be the bottom of the bottom team. <laughs> anyone can be the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Mariners are still overperforming, uh, and still overperforming in the sense of what their squad is and what the predictions were. Okay, and there they are, third, a uh, third from the bottom, just. Uh, but still, and this is an important part, far more interesting and exciting to watch than Sydney. Yep. I would go and yeah. see Mariners any time, and the people that complain about Tony Walmsley's going out to entertain need only sit through 90 minutes of Sydney to see what he's talking about. Antonius Walmsley's Maximus. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I disagree. I'd really? Rather, yeah. You would rather sit through three Sydney FC nil-nils at least they're the getting, at games. least they're taking. I mean, it's the results. Come on, they've come had, on! You're stuttering like David Gallup. There. Okay, come the on. results they've had—they still they haven't lost in four games or so. So yeah. at least they're getting results, and they're not losing points away from the teams around them. So they're decent results, and they're getting points from teams around them as well. So. I don't... Uh, yeah, you're right. No, <laughs> come, no, don't. You were standing up for your team there. No, and you were, you, was, you, were going down, you were going down. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. It doesn't matter. I would ra- rather watch Blackburn lose than... No! I mean, I, w- I would rather watch... Yes, I would rather watch the Mariners lose in style, playing good, attacking, entertaining football, than watch my own team bore me to death. With anti football, yeah. Well, but Blackburn don't even play uh, exciting attacking <laughs> football. <laughs> Bring back Steve Keane. All is forgiven. <laughs> he, he won the Singapore League with uh, with Brunei really? recently. Yeah, Gosh. 
Steve Keane. Not even a Singaporean team. I was, was going to say, Bruno, I aren't even in Singapore. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that's good he is. Measure of a, yeah, that's all Roy achievement. Former team. Um, brilliant. All right, gents, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll, uh, we'll tune in next week and, and hopefully... We, um, we may be boycotting the podcast next oh, week. Should we, should we do a pod boycott? Well, let's well, one point to add, fellas, um, oh. just a note on, on Joe Marsden who passed away in the mm. week. Yes, very good point. Yeah, yeah, Rest in peace. Yep. Joe and um, yeah, condolences to his family. Legend of the game. One of the pioneers. Literally. Um, very good. Thanks for that, John. And thanks for uh, your time again this morning or this evening for you. No problem at all, fellas. Always a delight and a pleasure. Good stuff. Con, thanks, mate. No worries. Kevin as... Yeah, mate. Um, I've been your host, Adam. Tune in next week. Goodbye. Ta-da. <laughs>